Welcome to the Dildorks Dorky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I mostly dabble in daddy kink, but I have been writing some fan fiction lately involving a little bit of light mommy kink. Ooh. Who are you, friend? <laughs> I'm Billy, and I didn't know that. And I'm also a sex educator and porn maker. Uh, and yeah, I mostly have feelings about daddy kink but i do have like a wide smattering of mommy and daddy issues so really i should diversify (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it's wild how on paper you would think that those two things are very similar if not the same because they are both the same type of moniker for a parental figure, but the connotations are quite different as I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. And those differences are not just in gender, which like, I mean, I was going to say what you might assume our listeners of the show will not, but you know, (laughs) some people might assume, but anyway, let's (laughs) dig into, uh, I had a first question. Actually, tell me more about your fanfic. Let's just start there. (laughs) We're going to ignore these questions entirely. Tell okay, me what's bringing so, you to Mommy Dom for the first time, at least in question. fiction. Yeah, I've been writing fanfic about succession and particularly about the relationship between Roman, who is a sort of bratty, rich, spoiled boy, mm-hmm. and Jerry, who is a significantly older um, lawyer and very competent woman. And um, they have a bit of a like verbal humiliation dynamic going on where Jerry mm-hmm. will just like say mean shit to Roman. Uh, what sometimes. is their like world relationship? Is this his boss? Is this his like lawyer? Is this? So it's a bit complicated because okay. he's the son of the CEO of the company for most of the series. So he is okay. very powerful. He's essentially like the, the little boy prince, except he's like 40. But um, yeah, and Jerry is the uh, leading counsel of the company. So at different okay. points in the series, she's more superior to him or he's more superior to her. It kind of switches back and forth. But like in their dynamic, she's very much the dom, I think, mm-hmm. when they've done stuff. And jokingly here and there, Roman has called her mommy but mostly in a way where it's like coded as like very sarcastic and like dripping with condescension thanks mom yeah exactly that kind of vibe but it's it's come up enough that it feels to me like there's something going on there so it's like as with many kinks uh I've been leaning into it because I found these characters who seem to resonate with it and it's sort of like for me if I have a partner who's really into something or if I have a fandom that's really into something then those are two ways that I might get into a new kink right now so is it it's interesting that you talk about humiliation now is in is the humiliation aspect of this dynamic that you're talking about because it feels pretty core is that what brings out also the mommy dom feelings or is that the femdom feelings and like the mommy banter is what put the mommy kind of moniker on top you know you're saying so much shit that just shows an insight into succession even though you haven't seen it which is <laughs> never wild never seen the show 
<laughs> yeah, but I think that the reason that Roman connects the idea of a mommy dom with humiliation, even mm. maybe not on a conscious level, is that his relationship with his mom is not very good. Like, okay, she's because I was very also nice. asking about like why for you we connected those two, like why oh. the momminess stands out so much. But I mean, I mean I also think... for Roman, like I also get seeing the dynamic between two characters having that kind of rapport and I guess we're going to kind of flesh out what that means throughout the episode but yeah I think that there's a gendered connotation or assumption and this is obviously not universally true but I think Mm -hmm. like whereas a dad if you have a bad relationship with a dad I think the more common depiction of that is like he's abusive he's angry or he's neglectful and distant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas with a mom like the two feelings men get to have none <laughs> or anger none feelings left anger carry on <laughs> exactly whereas i think a mom like if you have a bad relationship with a mom i feel like the most common depiction of that is like she's very critical she's very uh-huh. mean to you uh-huh. um and you get the like I don't know. I, I'm also coming back to the like stereotype of like the icy mother for gay men that bring out that like cunty, catty, not passive aggressive, <laughs> but like a particular kind of bite to the humiliation that is often attributed to mom- mommy issues. I think. Yeah, because Particularly it's like gay men, but you know, <laughs> this is a person who at least in this, and this is all like stereotypes and cultural mm-hmm. narratives. By the way, this is not mm-hmm. like trying to diagnose anybody in particular or like make blanket statements but like in kink we sort of draw from these cultural narratives which is where a Mm -hmm. lot of these associations come from and I think like your mom if you have one probably has like known you since birth and knows you pretty well maybe better than almost anybody else in your life and knows how to say the thing that <laughs> will really truly hurt you if she wants mm-hmm. to. And so I think that that makes sense with that dynamic. Yeah. I th- that, yes, that's a mom thing, but I like it's also bringing up gender shit for me too in just the space we create for men and women to be mean and the <laughs> like contexts that we allow them in and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, and that sounds shitty. Like I <sighs> being mean maybe isn't the quite but like uh, maybe that is what i mean i think we all need space to be a little mean in ways that are not actually aggressive into each other and like that is a feeling that we all have and need to lash out sometimes and be a little like bitchy and angry and petty and whatever but Mm -hmm. anyway all of that aside um those feelings like men get to express them through like aggression and physicality and anger and volume Mm -hmm. and women are given i'm wanting to say passive but like more linguistically creative ways to Mm kind of off gas that energy um that like and again not to say that men can't manipulate y'all know we're doing gendered shit but like (laughs) i think that is kind of the 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 cultural environments that we create and it tends to manifest in if you are going to have a mean daddy type kink person or mean mommy type kink person that's so it's trying to say mean daddy without meaning like parental unit um 
<laughs> it's going to be a lot of playing with this in this episode, but y'all get what I'm saying at, right? If we're in a kink scene and we're creating a mean daddy or a mean mommy, that might be where that meanness, like, it's where we take these archetypes for how they're going to be mean and how they're going to communicate whatever kind of humiliation or aggression or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, obviously that meanness or humiliation or whatever isn't inherent in the way that we have to play mommies or daddies I don't think yeah yeah I think on the flip side of that like when I talk about what I like about having a daddy dom like for Mm -hmm. me that is a nurturing role that's a huge part of what sets it apart from just sort of a general dom and Mm -hmm. I think that the cultural narratives about moms are even more nurturing and caretaking than those Mm -hmm. about dads And so there can be a certain amount of like, whether it's age play or not, like just a certain amount of nurturing, caretaking, like loving dominance that -hmm. can also come through in that dynamic. God, now this has got me thinking about, I'm also, obviously I'm looking at all this through the lens of sex work, right? But I'm looking at the kind of dominance that women get paid to portray versus the stuff men get paid to portray. Mm -hmm. And like- even the cultural conversations we have around this. And I feel like, yeah, like my instinct is to say that mommy doms are, would be more nurturing than daddy doms, right? Or create a like softer, nicer, warmer space, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And those are not the mommy doms that I see like getting paid by cis men on the internet all that often. Not that there aren't anyone, but you know. Whereas like the handful of uh, Jesus, not even the handful. Like the trendiness of soft daddy doming mm-hmm. lately, and the way queers and women are like very loudly into that, and like it's kind of having a moment in the like caretaking and like praise kink and like what if dominance, but nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder how much of daddies. the. I wonder how much of the difference between those is that it's still not normalized and destigmatized for men in particular to want loving care and mm-hmm. and to be sort of mommied in that way. And in their porn. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. And evidently there is an appetite for it. Like. Our friend Gwen Adora, for example, does a lot of mommy king content. Mm-hmm. I-, I think some of which is on the nice nurturing side of things. Often, I don't know. Sort of I just edited with- a video of us laughing at someone, and I, <laughs> I played the the person's childhood bully cucking them with their mommy. <laughs> but I'm sure she can also be nice. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not positive, but I think when she's done maybe some lactation fetish videos mm-hmm. that crossed over with mommy kink, I think she's done some of those that were on the nice nurturing side, and I've certainly seen Mm -hmm. that kind of thing out in the world but yeah I think that in general like there is not as much stigma about the idea of a daddy being kind and nurturing perhaps because that's not a like a lot of people have a much more negative experience of their dad that's very different from that whereas I think like to want a mommy dom who is nurturing in this maternal sort of way I think there's an association of like when you grow up, you shouldn't need that anymore. I shouldn't want that mm-hmm. anymore. Like that's childish and whatever. Right. And like, there's not a ton of space, certainly for men of any age to like 
get erotic pleasure out of being comforted. Like, that's not a thing we talk about a ton. But I do think, like, the other side of that is we've had a lot more conversations around, like, or at least the conversation seems much more prevalent in circles dominated by, like, women and queer folks in talking about their needs and their needs from childhood. Like, I, I made a joke about mommy and daddy issues earlier, but, like, some of us are taking care of, like, needs from childhood in healthier ways alongside therapy and other things with this, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, there is way more context for women and queer and trans folks to be having conversations about mental health and just needs and things than mm-hmm. there are for men to be talking about, like, any of their needs and any of the stuff. So, like... I don't know, you said that a lot of folks have, I'm not putting words in your mouth, I don't exactly remember how you said this, but something along the lines of like how there are a lot of, a lot of issues, a lot of people have issues with their fathers and things. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have issues with their mothers and I think we're just not talking about them as much. Yeah. And like we're having a lot of cultural conversations about the ways men are creating harm and communicate harm and all of that. And like, that doesn't mean women are incapable of it. Yeah. I, I don't know if we've said this yet, but the reason <laughs> that we picked this up, this topic for this episode is that yeah. we're recording this on Mother's Day. Um, and I think that some of the discourse that comes up around Mother's Day versus Father's Day is really interesting because, yeah, I think it is much more normalized to talk about how your dad fucked you up than how your mom fucked you up. And I think, mm-hmm. like, related to the fact that many mothers, like, literally gave you life with their bodies – um, and also just related to general gendered narratives about what women versus men are capable of. I do think that mm-hmm. there's still additional stigma, as you're saying, about talking about the idea of like an abusive or a mean mom as opposed to a dad. Mm-hmm. And I th- we I talked about this earlier. I do think some of this is also related to the fact that daddy kind of had a moment on the Internet, like two years or so ago. And Mm -hmm. it feels like mommy is just kind of coming into that moment now Mm -hmm. in that it is like becoming a part of cultural discourse and it is just like a sexy thing to call a hot lady or something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, I don't know, how you felt about seeing daddy kind of move into that cultural conversation and what the conversation has done to it. Uh, and how you feel about mommy moving into that role now. Yeah, I sort of felt about daddy kink the way I felt when uh, Pokemon Go started taking off. And I was like, <laughs> I've been playing this game since I was a kid. Like, y'all are just getting into this now? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, interestingly, I think that daddy has been so normalized. Like, not completely. There's definitely still a good amount of taboo and stigma there. But it's been normalized to the point where, like, there are relatively vanilla people calling their partners that in the way that you might call your partner baby almost like it's Mm -hmm. just like a a term of sexy endearment and Mm. it's also started to take on a similar effect to what happened with like choking around the time of 50 shades of gray which is that even though it's a kinky thing it's become normalized enough that sometimes people are doing it without checking first and like Mm -hmm. I see this quite a lot lately on reddit actually is people being like 
my my girlfriend called me daddy in bed and like I felt weird about it or like my girlfriend called me daddy in bed and like I liked it is that weird <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the term mommy has still held on to some of the taboo that makes us identify it as distinctly kinky mm-hmm. um I think that far more people would be surprised if their partner randomly called them mommy in bed mm-hmm. um but I think that overall, like, I'm in favor generally of kinky things being normalized. Um, We've talked before about how, like, the flip side of this issue is, like, if something does get extremely normalized, it might start to lose the taboo, which makes it hot for people who are into that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I remember when I was first realizing I was into daddy kink when I was like I don't know 23 24 and I was like so terrified to talk to people about it mm-hmm. like even people who were dominant leaning like I was just like they're gonna think I'm weird and yeah. now I think that if I was that age again now and doing that again now that that I would feel differently about it because yeah the conversation has moved forward there's much more of an understanding of like it's not necessarily a reference to literal incest. It mm-hmm. may or may not be related to actual daddy issues or mommy issues. And like if it is, that's fine as long as it's consensual and you're some degree of self-aware about that. Right. Yeah, I think I would say I think mommy, I mean, again, I'm looking through the warped lens of porn Twitter, but I do think mommy is like very much coming like becoming a thing that like you call hot women or femme types like in the same way you'd be you'd reply oh yes daddy under a tweet or something like step on me please mommy mommy." yeah yeah exactly like it is becoming like a reply guy hot thing to call or say someone like (laughs) maybe not in the way you'd say babe but in the way you'd say sexy right Mm -hmm. like as a name um, and I do like, I'm with you on wanting more kink things to be normalized. And like, I'm not super, bo- like I have, I'm not super bothered by the loss of taboo around it as, you know, the person who loves that shit. It like, I haven't noticed being less into it in the way that, it, you know, whatever. But it does feel less taboo to me, and I don't know if that is a cultural thing. I don't know if that's my own experience with the word. I don't know if it's the ways that I've been using it. Like, I've been daddy and called other people daddy in the past couple of years, and all of that is, like, a different relationship to what I've had to it in the past. So I don't know that I can actually, like, divorce that from the cultural stuff, whatever. Um, the, The thing that gets me, though, in the ways that it's talked about now, is that... There isn't a ton of distinction between daddy as, like, a title in a kink dynamic that describes a certain type of dominance, right, versus daddy as the thing you call someone who fucks you real good. (laughs) Um, Because that's certainly how we use it a lot, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's a hot thing to call your partner, and also, like... A lot of people are like, no, people who fuck me, like, real hard and real good and, like, turn my brain off and make me come up. Like, that's how you get called daddy. That's what that means, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I see that a lot. And not no sometimes, frankly. (laughs) Uh, And, like, the, the third category of daddy as, like, 
incest role play and dark age play and right. that collection of things right yeah. um, because it feels like frankly it's getting more and more divorced from that in normalizing it which is great but like does make things awkward when i'm over here like no no can i call you daddy in like the 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 the, the darker way that means that thing like that where the where the word means the thing on the can do you want to <laughs> play that way hmm because like Frankly, that feels like almost a harder conversation to have now than it did when I was like, hey, I want to call you daddy. And they're like, wow, that's a word that has a lot of baggage. Let's talk about what that baggage means. Now they're like, yeah, of course, that's a sexy thing. And I'm like, but about that. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it really just points to the need to have these conversations. And I'm reminded Uh of a time when I was 24 and I was dating this guy who was very into fulfilling fantasies and I told him that I would like to call him daddy and he immediately went into some dirty talk that was very like literal incest like mm-hmm. I won't get into it because then I'd have to do a content note and it would be a whole thing but uh it made me realize in that moment that like yeah that's hot for me as like a novelty on occasion but it's yeah. not the core of how I think about that dynamic but the mm-hmm. thing is like I didn't have the language or the confidence at that time to be able to explain what I wanted. And yeah, I think that it does sort of get confusing when things are normalized to this degree, because especially because the vast majority of people are not having these conversations, like, mm-hmm. as we know, like, people are just still so scared to talk about sex. And especially when it's about stuff like this, that feels very personal, very potentially embarrassing or shameful. Mm-hmm. very laden with cultural taboos and a lot of assumptions about what it might mean about you if you like to use these words in bed. Mm-hmm. And I think that it can be just as simple as like, oh, you you want to call me daddy. Like, what does that mean for you? Or like, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel even? Um, even if you can have like a little bit of that conversation, even if you're not able to fully hash it out, I think that's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, because – similarly i also enjoy playing with that word all the way along the spectrum in like all different ways and i think this cultural conversation we've had has done a lot of work to be like no it's actually not fucked up and really perverted to want to call your partner daddy like you're not doing like wrong bad dark terrible things by doing that and i'm like but what if i want to a little bit pretend to do wrong dark bad terrible things <laughs> while using that word though like i understand we we taught everyone that that's not what we're doing but sometimes that's what i'm doing so uh you gave me more conversations <laughs> <laughs> yeah when uh, my partner and i use our sex menu which is our big long checklist in a shared note where sometimes we'll check off which items we want to do to give the other person an idea uh, age play is a specific item on that list, even mm-hmm. though in our dynamic broadly, like I call my partner daddy pretty much all the time. Um, it's just that usually it's not a direct uh, incest role play because frankly, like right. for me, that is more delicate territory psychologically. Like that is tiptoeing into some trauma shit mm-hmm. that I may or may mm-hmm. not have the you know, the fortitude to get into on any given day. And even though 
DDLG is like, I would say my main kink, like the incest aspect of it or the incest like aspect of it. Um, it can be a squick for me if I try to mm-hmm. do it at the wrong time. Yeah, I certainly only get away with it because it's not a thing I've ever called my actual father. And for yeah, me, me it's neither. all about yeah. So for me, it's all about the taboo of the idea of the forbidden, which is a thing that fits into so many fucking contexts, right? And mm-hmm. this is just one of them. Um, but yeah, I and frankly, how that. Uh, I don't know that you could sustain something of that intensity for beyond an occasional scene. I certainly couldn't, at least. Um, But I'm curious because you said, this is a mommy episode and we're talking about daddy a bunch, which we knew was going to (laughs) happen. But I am curious, uh, before we swing things back to mommy, if you can talk a little (laughs) bit about just the feeling and the vibes that you associate with this with daddy as a role in DS, right? Because you said your partner, your spouse's daddy all the time, even outside of these specific role plays. Um, what makes someone daddy versus another kind of dominance? For me, nurturing and caring and love is a huge part of it. And I know that's mm-hmm. not going to be everybody's experience. There are definitely people who are into a mean, punitive style of daddy. Um, mm-hmm. That's not really my thing. I don't ever want to be called a bad girl. I don't ever want to be told that anything I'm doing is a punishment. Um, mm-hmm. ex- possible exception being, I don't know, like a teacher-student role player, s- some kind of role play where like it's very contained and very obvious that this is a punishment for a mistake that I, Kate Sloan, did not actually make. Um, mm-hmm. But even that is like can be triggering for me um so the nurturing piece is a big part of it the kind of like loving sense of like everything that i'm doing for you i'm doing for your own good mm-hmm. um another big part of it for me is competence like mm-hmm. this person knows what they're doing they are self-possessed they have the ability to do things that i need or want them to do and to take care of themselves and to take care of me mm-hmm. um which sort of comes along with the piece about them seeming older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say, by the way, side note, like your daddy dom can be younger than you. They can be mm-hmm. physically smaller than you. They mm-hmm. can, like none of this shit actually matters. It's about the vibe and it's about what you agree to. Mm-hmm. I had a daddy dom once who was five feet tall. Um, I think I've called people daddy who are younger than me. Like it's, it's just really not about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a third thing? I think it's really like mainly those things like nurturing and competence. Mm-hmm. And I guess connected to those two is just like dominance. Like this person is the boss of me. Like mm-hmm. I look to them for advice or guidance or whatever. And it's interesting because like I still call my partner daddy when I'm being dominant, like when they're in chastity, which is our container for them mm-hmm. submitting to me. But even in that case, I always think of the Veruca Salt relationship with her dad for that kind of thing, which I've talked about before, because like Mm -hmm. she's essentially the boss of her dad, or at least she can boss him around. But at the same time, like I think there is a sense in that dynamic and in similar dynamics that like the adult is still the adult. Like they they're still the person with more worldly knowledge Mm -hmm. and more um, maturity, and Mm -hmm. yeah rambly answer but those are probably the the main things yeah no that makes a lot of sense to me the competence and the nurturing is 
certainly uh, part of it for me. Um, there's also, like, you mentioned doing something for your own good, which is, like, a big key. Because there is, I don't have a problem, like, I don't know that nurturing is as key, or if that's quite the right word, but the, like, doing things for your own good is very much a part of it. There's a kind of certainty that I think I associate with mm-hmm. daddy dominance um, in the, like, that is maybe what you're talking about, about the competence and about the being older or whatever, but a, a feeling of, like, no, I've made the decision and this is how it's going to happen and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm thinking about times when I've been pushed to endure something difficult at, or something that I didn't like and the energy of you'll be fine it's all right no i know you're struggling. you'll be fine like i'm thinking of a time uh i talked about this in the role play episode i think with my partner um but we did a role play uh where we clipped a nipple clamp onto my ear to pretend it was a little uh magic computer tech tag that mm-hmm. turned my brain off and made me a dumb little human pet for this alien that i was playing with <laughs> it's a good episode go back and listen to it we're fucking weirdos um but Part of that scene involved um, the clip falling off and them holding me down and putting the clip back on my ear as I struggled like an animal trying to get away because that was the game we were playing. Uh, and they did their the, the voice you would do when you're like cutting an animal's nails or wash it, putting them in the <laughs> tub to wash them or whatever. Like, no, come, just stay still. Just ugh, fucking come on. You'll be all right, right? Um, and that kind of energy of like, I know better than you and you're acting like this is unpleasant, but I know you can handle it and it's not actually going to cause you any serious harm and I would like to do it. So I'm going to continue doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, And I've had that energy brought to like hurting me or any types of other play that I'm playing with. Right. And like, that is the kind of sadism that I can associate with daddy dominance right um there is a degree of detachment almost um but still a like no i'm concerned enough that you make it through this i'm not gonna stop but like i'm concerned (laughs) enough that you make it through this and i'm choosing things that i know you can do because i know better than you because i'm in charge Yeah, this is something I think about a lot. And I think that when we grow up, like it can be very terrifying to become an adult and realize that all the adults who you thought knew what they were talking about and you thought were like the guiding Mm -hmm. lights of your life, like really were just doing their best with the knowledge that they had, the same as we all do. And that can be kind of an unmooring feeling. And when that's paired with, in my case, like trauma that has made me very doubtful of my own judgments and decisions, Uh there is something so comforting about someone being able to tell me like, no, this is what you need to do. This is what's right. Like, for example, like when I am really tired and my partner like bosses me into resting and says like, Uh you have to rest. That's what needs to happen now. Like I immediately feel so much better about doing that. And the thing is, like, we have to balance that because you don't want to externalize your sense of certainty and control 
completely. Like you want mm -hmm. to also do some internal work that allows you to trust in your own decisions more deeply, whether that is through therapy or some other means. But I do think that having my partner model this for me in their daddy role has actually helped me get better at that aspect of it because it's almost like I can hear their voice in my head telling me what I think they would want me to do. And then that becomes mm -hmm. what I decide to do and what feels right for me to do. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Do you think you could engage in this daddy role or access this daddy role with someone that didn't involve that kind of caretaking outside of the kink and sex and other sorts of play, right? Could someone put on the daddy hat when y'all are <laughs> kinking and then not? It's a good question. So like it's theoretical because like my right. partner is my daddy and we've agreed that they're my only daddy. Like we have that exclusivity. But um, I have done that in the past where like someone is mm -hmm. a daddy in the bedroom only or whatever and it can be fun here and there but like ultimately I learned that's not what I want that's not what I'm mm -hmm. interested in like it was so heartbreaking for me when my first daddy dom broke up with me because we had cultivated this sense of like for me at least unconditional love like that was mm -hmm. kind of what I believed that it was and to have that just unceremoniously taken away was rough. Like that's not to say that you can't break up with someone if you're their daddy dom, but I think mm -hmm. part of the issue was like I was viewing him in more of a 24-7 way and I don't think he was really viewing me that way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for me like the emotions just get too confusing if I try mm -hmm. to constrain that to only the bedroom or even mm -hmm. like less than basically 24-7. Like it just yeah. – it becomes painful. It becomes confusing. Um, it becomes hard for me to relax into submitting to the person in that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it is how I've related to the word at times. I feel less connected to it in that way these days. Um, these days it is more like an energy that someone can embody for a time or not. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like more comfortable with that. Um, but I'm curious, this is Mother's Day episode, uh, I'm curious, all of this that we talked about with daddies, is that, does that just map onto someone with a more feminine presentation who wants to be called mommy? Or do you have a different, like, would you have any interest in calling someone mommy? Would you expect something different from a mommy dominant than what we've kind of learned or our understanding of daddy doms are, you know? Yeah. This is entirely theoretical for me. Like I've yeah, never yeah, yeah. done this, um, even in like a short term or just a scene situation. Mm -hmm. Um, also just wanted to mention, and our listeners are generally pretty gender savvy so that they know this, but, um, Daddy and mommy, like, although they are gendered terms traditionally, like, I think anybody anywhere on the gender spectrum or outside of it can use either mm -hmm. of those terms, um, either or both, um, because they're really, for me anyway, they're really more about the archetype. They're really more about mm -hmm. the energy that they carry, which does not necessarily need to be connected to gender. Um, my very mm -hmm. non-binary partner still likes to be called daddy, and it's mm -hmm. like, I don't even really see it as like a gendered label anymore like it's just like connotes a certain amount of power and authority yeah I know so many 
women that are both butch and femme that go by daddy um, and folks of all other genders that go by daddy. I know less mask and men folk that go by mommy, but it's also been trendy for less time. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I think if I ever had that kind of dynamic with somebody, I guess the way that it looks in my head is like more softness. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily as much sort of hard line decisiveness about things like I guess rather than being like go to your room and rest now because you need to sleep I guess in my head a mommy would be more like oh honey like would you like to go to your room and rest like I think that that would be nice mm-hmm. um, and I also notice as we're talking about this that the word mommy like feels so weird in my mouth like in the way that daddy used to, like before I got used to it. And at the time, like, I think it was just like, I found daddy so hot and so taboo and embarrassing all at the same time that it was like hard for me to say it. Like I would always like whisper it to people Mm -hmm. in bed. And I can't tell really like if that's what's going on with mommy or if it's just kind of something I'm not as into. Um, But it's, I think it's one of those things that like, it could be awakened by a partner at some point, but right now it's, it's like not really calling to me. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely would like need to meet the right person to, it is definitely one of the kinks that like only pops up when I'm with people that I'm like, Oh, well that would be fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I had a lot of fun shooting with Gwen. Um, and like we talked about shooting, it's just like, so what do you want to do? I was like, uh, mommy things. That's it's what you, it's a whole. I I messaged you, didn't I? I don't. Anyway. Um, uh, but like, yeah, the handful of folks doing mommy stuff that I'm drawn to, I'm actually realizing, like, as you were talking, because. I planned this episode. I've been thinking about it a little bit this afternoon, and still didn't have a quite. An- quite a great answer to it beyond softness is Mm -hmm. kind of the vibe and that because i was trying to think about like all right the difference between femme cis women daddies and femme cis women mommies and Mm -hmm. like my experience of them and how they feel different and that sort of thing right to like kind of pull gender away from it or whatever and there is a degree of softness certainly um I think, again, I also have less practical experience with this. So this is more theoretical. I am more being like, well, I can imagine this reality and I can imagine that reality. And with daddy Mm -hmm. stuff, I'm like, no, I know what these things feel like. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I can imagine a softer version of mommy dominance and I can imagine um, a like much sterner, meaner version Mm -hmm. um, and enjoying those. But when I was really thinking about and again this might be because i have less practical experience in doing it i enjoy watching some porn creators who do mommy stuff but not a ton Uh, but the stuff that i am drawn to most is stuff that is particularly campy particularly cartoonish Mm. um i'm gonna say overacted but i don't mean that in a disparaging way Mm -hmm. um i mean that in the way like 
certain genres of porn can be, where that is some of the humor and the tone and what they're putting into it, right? And the mm-hmm. exaggeration and the cartoonishness mm-hmm. um, of often campy porn. Uh, and that's what I tend to enjoy in mommy stuff and, you know, layered with the taboo and the fun of that and everything, um, which is fascinating to me. And I am curious if it is just in that, like, I find caricatures of gender fascinating and the character caricature of femininity and momminess that exists in that is fun and interesting. I don't know if it's that I can perceive more depth in my appreciation of daddy doms because, A, I play with more masculine folks and I'm... quite faggy and B (laughs) because I have more experience with like actual dominant men who go by daddy versus uh, the the occasional trailers I enjoy watching of mommy dom stuff on the internet. (laughs) Um, Like all of that is certainly a factor. Um, But I do also think like mommy stuff in a way that actually plays with incest, which I've done briefly, but not a ton um and as a top that'll tell you how long ago that was um (laughs) oh yeah i remember that (laughs) um and like (sighs) yeah the the idea of playing any sort of longer term dynamic out with that or just like calling someone mommy because they're fucking me real good in the way (laughs) i would with daddy or like anything like that Mm mm-hmm um, feels much more foreign to me, much more unnatural, a little more uncomfortable in a maybe I just need to do more of it because I like weird fucked up shit kind of way or in a maybe that's just not my jam or pokes too close to my own shit or whatever kind mm-hmm. of way. I don't know, but it's interesting. And I just thought out loud for far too many minutes about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think also one of my associations with it is that it's, would be more about pleasure and comfort than pain. But I don't Mm. know how much of that is just the fact that in my own life, my dad was the punitive one. I don't, I can't recall my mom punishing me even once. I can't Mm. think of a time when she even like spoke to me sternly. Like, honestly, like I I really can't think of a time. Um, Mm. My mom is just like such a sweet, compassionate, kind, understanding person and that's just not a part of my experience. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, <laughs> it's uh. funny that I have gone all the way around on the question of like, does trauma cause kink? Because I used to be like, no, absolutely not. That's bullshit. They have nothing to do with each other. And mm-hmm. now like I've just talked to so many more people who are like, yeah, you know, I like to call my partner daddy and my dad was also abusive to me and those things are probably connected. And I do wonder about it. Like, would a person who had had an abusive mom be more likely statistically to be inclined to call partners mommy? I don't know. And I don't think this is ever going to be studied. (laughs) No, certainly not. And and I mean, and then also, like, if we're talking about abusive or unhealthy relationships with our parents like 
what 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 is that manifesting as what does that look like what you know like we've talked a lot about this obviously all our stuff has impacts on the ways we experience things and whatever um but i don't know the flavor of abuse or difficult relationship that you have with whichever parent you're talking about is also i think going to have just as big an impact on uh the way you relate to this as whether or not that dynamic was abusive if that makes sense, right? There is just as much variance in types of abuse and the ways that that would manifest in the people as there is between people who have been abused and not is kind of what I'm getting at, you know? Right. Um, so I don't, like, <laughs> Cliff's notes on my parent drama, like, I, my mother was very present, if not too present, and my father was less so, right? So, mm-hmm. like... I'm sure that also impacts the ways that I'm handling things, right? Not to, like, imply that I have either of them were particularly abusive. I don't have a fantastic relationship with either of them. Um, But that's for very different reasons, because they're very different humans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we're not married at all during my life, so, like, (laughs) entirely different experiences of these two people. Mm So, like, yeah, does that probably have an impact in the way I relate just in relationships in general, full stop, romantic friendships otherwise with people of particular genders? Like, yeah, I can probably point to just the way I feel around women and link shit back to my mother and the way I feel around men and link shit back to my father, right? People I'm friends with, people I'm dating, people I don't even particularly like, right? And then you grant that, drill that down into like the people that I am in close partnership and relationship with, the people that I am having intimate experiences with, and the people I am doing this kink thing with, which is the thing I use to poke at the weird, complicated feelings I have in my body and find out what happens. I like poking them with a stick and seeing what that feels like. Uh, and kink is my favorite venue for that lately. Um, so, like, Yes, it makes sense to me that all of that would have an impact when you drill it all the way down, but like it has an impact on literally everything else in the way I move through the world. So I don't know that that's a thing to be worried about or to be like, yeah, it's made you kinky, but nothing else. Yeah. Your relationship with your mother has nothing to do with your avoidance <laughs> or your attachment styles or the way you communicate with people. No, no, no. It's just why you're kinky. Like, <laughs> Isn't it so annoying that Freud was right about some things? Oh, my God. You know how long I spent <laughs> thinking Freud was right about penis envy before I realized I was trans? <laughs> so long. It's like, yeah, but everyone actually thinks that, right? <laughs> like, I know we're all making fun of him. But we all objectively want a dick, right? Nope. Learned about myself. <laughs> it's fine. Sometimes I wish I could go back in time and talk to some of these people. Because, like, everything that I've read of Freud... Sorry, this is a complete tangent. Except it's the mommy episode, so I guess it's not. I guess we have to talk about Freud. But uh, so Oedipus much is of, next. <laughs> so much of what I've read of Freud's actual writing is just him being like, and this is what happens, and this is uh, why it happens, and him laying out his theories in such a way that it makes you go as a modern reader you're like okay but why do you think that like what evidence (laughs) caused you to come to that conclusion because like I you know I'm not a Freud scholar I have not read a ton of Freud but I read some in my psychology minor in school and Mm -hmm. uh, often he would use like 
one or two examples of like women in his practice um, who had mm -hmm. a particular experience. And it's like, dude, that's not how science works. Right. And anyone who is willing, specifically men, frankly, who is willing to speak with such certainty <laughs> about the way anything works mm -hmm. and are not willing to i said especially men just because it's mostly men i see doing this but frankly that's not even true um but anyone who's willing <laughs> to talk about like their to be like this is exactly why things happen and not willing to be like and this is the perspective i'm bringing to the issue and right. this is my life experience that makes me think this way like anyone that can't say that i'm like oh how much of your own shit are you just saying you're telling us about you mm -hmm. and thinking you're telling us about everyone else and that's just a thing i encounter consistently yep yep it's very real because freud's kind of thing with the oedipus complex and the electra complex which is the gender inverted version of the oedipus complex his idea was that like all little girls are in love with their fathers and chase and seek their father's approval and likewise boys for their mothers and I actually wonder if it's almost like a chicken or the egg type of thing where like Freud has been so influential on how our culture thinks about psychology and gender roles and familial roles and these stories are so woven into our cultural narratives and I wonder like does that <laughs> does that cause people to develop these complexes or to feel like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I think working on vibes here. I'm not I'm not basing this on anything, right? But like <laughs> what this feels like to me is a very strict explanation of a much more fuzzy human experience in that like, we learn how to have relationships with other people mm -hmm. by spending time with the people in our family. Those are our foundational relationships. Those are the first ones we learn how to navigate. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, the patterns we pick up there are going to repeat and replicate throughout our lives, right? Um, and we're going to see things that we learned then that we need to, like, unpack or relearn and things that we want to keep. And, like, yes, we learn from the relationships we had and then have more. That's a human thing. The first ones we had were family. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, if I look at my relationships now, there are plenty of things that can weave back to either of my parents because it's that's that's just... I don't know, on my resume of relationships, they're at the top. I don't know what you want from me, <laughs> yeah. right? So, like, his certainty in that, like, obviously it happens in heterosexual ways. Obviously, men only want to date women, which means the one woman they wanted to date first was their mother, and that every other woman is a replication of that. Like, no, that's, that's very strict and probably sharing a lot of your own shit with us. <laughs> but the idea that like again we're humans who we run on pattern recognition software certainly my adhd brain does and like are gonna keep doing things and learning from our experiences and changing based on that like that that makes sense to me again that very rambly and but i think i got <laughs> what i was getting at with that yeah 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this special Mother's Day edition of the Tilt Works. <laughs> I know to work that uh, my mommy feelings. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, uh, you know, Mother's Day a hard time for folks for various reasons. Not everybody, but a lot of folks. And uh, it's dumb, and I hate it. <laughs> if you're struggling with it, or if you did struggle with it on the day, like that's okay. Take care of yourself. Uh, maybe text your mommy, Dom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go call some hot girl's mommy on the internet and eat some tacos and smoke some weed for the rest of the day. That's that's that's, that's my plan. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, and and publish mommy porn. <laughs> Perfect. Celebrating the day. <laughs> I've been Kate Sloan. You can find my blog at girlyjuice.net. You can get my books wherever you get your books. 101 kinky things even you can do and 200 words to help you talk about sexuality and gender. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice and check out my music on YouTube. My most recent song was called The Wife. It's a sad and pretty jazz song about the plight of the American 1950s housewife. (laughs) Uh, Where's your stuff, friend? I'm Billy. You can find information about my workshops and all my porn over at billylore.com. You can head over there if you want to see the video I was talking about with Gwen earlier, posting that later today. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at billylore and billylore underscore. And together we are the Dildorks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks and at thedildorks.com. You can go to patreon.com slash thedildorks, throw some money at us, help us keep doing this thing that we do, get you access to our exclusive bonus episodes where I talked so much about the porn I filmed last month. Um, <laughs> so, so many stories, including the trans mask orgy. So go check that out uh, over there. I want to say thank you to our top tier Patreon supporters, Argo, Amelia, Amy, Nat, Stabitha Christie, and MB. We really appreciate your support. Thank you also to Proto Dome, who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Okie doke. I am recording. Oh, God, too many windows. Okay. Check, check. Okay, I'm Woo-hoo. recording too. Check, check. Let me turn you down a little bit. Because my, he- oh, my headphones are loud. You don't need that. It's because I was watching porn. <laughs> that was all rambly and tangenty, and I lost where I was going with it. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's just blank. It's just re- TV static up there. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Mommy's still at least in my perception, still has held on to that. um, I'm having such trouble with my words today. I don't, they're just coming real slow. I think it's just been too long since I've recorded one of these. Um, Sorry. You okay? Sorry, my cat is throwing up like just on the other side of the computer. Oh no. Why are cats? always throwing up one of the okay i'm cat sitting for sarah right now mm-hmm. and one of the cats like threw up in her room and i was like oh. oh i don't really know if i if i know how to deal with that or if i want to deal with that and then i came back later and the puke was gone oh no and i was like 
did one of you eat the other one's puke or did one of you eat your own? <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate either option, honestly. <laughs> okay, I have to get back to what I'm saying. Um, I'm not intoxicated, but I feel a little bit like I am, which is worrying me. Because is that That's like a fair. fever thing? Uh, it could, could be. Could be a tired thing. Could be a... Okay, well... You can read my two books, uh, get them wherever you get your books. They're a hundred and kinky. What? <laughs> <laughs> the words are bad today. Okay. A uh, hundred and kinky. Okay. <laughs>